Hi, and welcome to this podcast or videocast me on how you are consuming this information. And first up, excuse some of the background noise. You're going to hear lots of birds and maybe some building noise. I'm up in Byron Bay getting ready to have lots of fun at the Blues Fest. And where we're staying is surrounded by amazing bush. And I'm sweating, but I can't turn this fan on. So I'm really suffering for my art because it's extremely humid today. Anyway, let's get into it. We are looking at probably one of the most important subjects that we can teach. And certainly any client, any business or investing client that ends up working with us, whether they realize it or not, we are putting them into a process of self-actualization. And that's what this week's topic is about self-actualization for business owners and investors why you might want to look at it how it impacts your ability to be profitable so first thing i want to say is if a person's on a path of self-actualization which we're going to talk about in a second what that actually means they end up creating a deeply fulfilling life for themselves deeply fulfilling their life takes on a different nuance to the lives of most people because their lives are full of meaning, a sense of purpose, a sense of mission, a sense that they are living the life that they should be living, the life of their soul. They're living a life that takes them deeply within themselves. And of course that's wonderful because when you die or leading up to your death, you want to be able to look back on your life and go, you know, my life was really worth living. It was deeply fulfilling and meaningful. And I did the things that I came here to do. So it probably gives you a taste of what self-actualization is. So there are many benefits of uh, self-actualization just besides the sense of fulfillment and the sense that you've followed your own life path. The very act of moving into a life where you are self-actualizing means that you grow and evolve past past levels of conditioning, past levels of wounding. You're not a stuck person. You're always growing and evolving. And that means that you become powerful. You also become very good at what you do because if you're following uh, the path that you're meant to be following in the self-actualization process, you're called to honor your gifts and strengths and, and live by them and support them into being. So I'm just going to give you a quick model of what self-actualization is. So we start to dig into it, into this subject. Very, very important. So self-actualization starts with an ongoing dedication to the actualizations of potentials, capacities, and talents within you. To do that, you're also involved with the ongoing identification, transcendence, transformation, or management of limiting beliefs, fears, and behaviors that are trying to stop you moving into the path of self-actualization. You'll soon see as we dig further into this model, no one's given, or very few people are given a, a path that their ego uh, easily gravitates towards. If you're following your true calling, it actually pushes you up against all the fears and doubts 
and limited beliefs and behaviors of your ego structure, of your personality structure. And in some ways, you've got to enter a dance with that where what are you going to do? Are you going to honor the fears, self-doubts and limitations of your personality ego structure, meaning you won't follow your path, your potentials, your gifts and capacities? Or are you going to honor that path by supporting and backing your potentials, capacities and talents? Because if you are going to, then you have to face your inner demons, overcome them, transform them, learn to manage them. Another part of the self-actualization model is that you end up with a fuller knowledge of and acceptance of all parts of your own psyche, including the shadow parts. Uh, the shadow parts, of course, are the parts that uh, most people don't want to accept about themselves. When you do a lot of this work, you become very, very real about what and who you are. You no longer have to live out of masks that get you accepted by yourself or masks that get you accepted by others, which is the, the normal state for most people. Most people are walking around really only half knowing themselves and they only know the parts that they want to see because it supports their own sense of being a good person by disowning parts they don't like into their shadow and they'll tend to look at other people and and point out their failures problems gossip and moan about other people not realizing their unconscious level they have every behavioral trait that they're judging in others but of course that makes them feel good doesn't do anything for their growth they don't evolve but it makes their egos feel good when you do this work you through inspection understand that you have pretty much every personality behavioral profile that exists on this planet to one degree or other. And because you have that capacity to understand all parts, you have the ability to use all those parts wisely. There are so many benefits to understanding what's in your shadow. It's not funny, but this is not the topic for today. The other aspect of this model is anyone that's a self-actualized person or has been on the path of self-actualization for, for some point of time, as I said before, they really feel like they're fulfilling their mission on this planet. And most people aren't. Most people don't. Most people are sheep. Most people are robots. It's not their fault, as you'll see as we start to dig into why aren't people entering a self-actualization path of it so amazing and so good. Well, there's lots of reasons, which we'll get into soon. Now, there's a couple of quotes, and it's really interesting because um, these quotes are quotes from my youth. And I've been on a self-actualization path probably since I was about 17 or 18. And because of that, I've been able to evolve past old belief systems, old behavioral patterns, and consistently and constantly change my life, grow and evolve, and feel like I am fulfilling my callings here, my, my path. So these quotes are actually from my childhood when I first started looking at this work. So the first one's by Joseph Campbell. And it says, if you do follow your bliss, you put yourself on a kind of track that has been there all the while, waiting for you. And the life you ought to be living is the one you are living. Follow your bliss and don't be afraid and doors will open where you didn't know they were going to be. I would like to say I've never met such a true statement. In my experience, it's the same. If you start to follow your bliss, follow your purpose, you end up, of course, challenging the status quo, challenging condi conditioning, 
And if you stay dedicated to following that path, it can be scary at the start, but it's almost like everything comes in to support you in that path. Once you prove to the life, to prove the universe, probably prove your own unconscious mind that you're serious by taking action in support of your self-actualization path. Another great quote is, if a man does not keep pace with his companions, perhaps it because he hears a different drummer, let him step to the music which he hears, how ever measured or far away, Henry David Thoreau. So again, this points to self-actualization. Most of the world, as you'll see, look outwards and they look outwards for their clues about what they're supposed to do with their lives. We'll dig into that soon. Or they're controlled by their fears and insecurities. And so they follow the beat of the drum they are sold. Usually that's their parents' beat, their culture's beat, their society's beat. And the last one is most men lead lives of quiet desperation and die with their song still inside of them. And that's true. Most people are really quite shut down, really only half living life. And sadly, the older they get, if they're not self-actualizing, the more shut down, the more flat, the less joy they have, the more likely they are to be involved in more self-damaging behaviors, trying to get a hit. Oftentimes people in a midlife crisis are trying to find this and they look for it in the wrong place. I'll read that again. Most men lead lives of quiet desperation and die with their song still inside of them. So again, a, a probably a good way of describing this is if you are self-actualizing, you know, you're singing, your own song you know it you know you know it deeply it's your song no one else's some important points to cover off on just to encapsulate what we've talked about so far think of self-actualization as a deep dive and need to become what one has the potential to be and we self-actualize for its own gratification not for any external validation from others it is a deep and intrinsic inner drive and self-actualization is very rare because very few people go on that path. And again, as you'll see, it's not people's fault. It's like society itself doesn't support it. I'll just bring this down. As we're about to move into well, what blocks people from self-actualization. But before we get to that, I'd like to use some more flowery or descriptive words for, for what this may mean. Interesting where I'm staying. Uh, one of the young boys is 11 years of age. I've known him since he was a very young kid. In fact, I, I knew him from when he was a baby. And he's a certified genius at 11 years of age. Uh, very strange to be having political discussions with his father and the 11-year-old son sitting there and being able to converse. Um, with real intelligence, with real adult intelligence. In fact, if I try and talk to him about physics, I can only go so far and the 11 year old just leaves me like, incredible. He already um, is studying physics at a very, very high level. And it's really clear to see that his whole path in life is to use his incredible genius and intellect to solve uh, planetary problems, world problems. He's already looking at going and working uh, for NASA to start with. 
to get the best training and education. But right from day one, this young boy, it's really clear to everyone that talks to him that he is really interested in solving the world problems. So he's already looking at developing free energy. So that's energy that is uh, created out of nothing. So at this point, there's a lot of theory. Um, excuse me one second. Any podcasters or video casters out there, first rule, turn your phones off. I just broke it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> the he's already on that path. So he'll follow that. He's being supported to follow that. So he's already self-actualizing at 11 years of age. And so he studies these problems. He studies problems with energy. Uh, he's studying problems with, with rubbish and how we, we deal with rubbish so that it's not uh, impacting the planet in, an, in a negative way and using this prestigious intellect to solve those issues at 11, mind you, remember that. So he's already tapped into his path that's what he's here to do. And in, it's interesting. There's actually a lot of young genius kids at this point who are like him, who are really working even at a young age to understand and overcome many of the problems that are on the planet. So he is on a self-actualization path, living from his genius, living in his perfect purpose at a young age. He's got a family that supports that, which has made it easy for him. Someone might be an artist and uh, we've worked with quite a few artists. And one of the things for them, again, if you're an artist and you're self-actualizing, you have to honor that you are an artist. There'll be pressure not to honor that, which we're going to be talking about soon. But anyone that follows that and fulfills that will be following a self-actualization path. And to follow that desire to be an artist will bring them up against their self-doubt, fear of rejection, all those types of things. So a self-actualization path is also a growth path. The outcome of this, by the way, is from a career perspective, business perspective, if everyone was self-actualizing, they would be in roles that were right for them. So anyone with the soul of an accountant would be, a, would be an accountant, uh, you know, uh, not selling for a living. Someone that's got the soul of a gardener would be gardening or be a landscape uh, gardener. And because they were tapped into what really mattered to them and they were living that, that means every time they go to work, they're enjoying, they're enjoying it and they're going to benefit others. So that's another byproduct of self-actualization. So what blocks people from self-actualization? Because self-actualization is actually a natural process but it gets knocked out of us and it gets knocked out of us because of programming. People are for the most part conditioned to follow their parents, religions, social and cultural programming, which is all about complying and becoming a cog in the system. So they become robots. Compliance will force us to become robots. So as an example, and a, a pure example of this is, this is a, a very, very common example. Um, a child might be brought up in a family of academics or high achieving business types, um, like me. <laughs> That's really interesting. Uh, I have the other side because I have a child who is an artist and you'll see, I really support my child in his um, artistic um, path. I have another older son same thing very interested in creativity and uh, producing videos and photography and again we support them in that but what often happens is 
children brought up in families where there is an overlay of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. So it could be high achieving business people, uh, academics, and they've got a son or a daughter who's born with the soul of an artist. And typically the messages from that family is look, it's okay to play with your art. Um, but the unconscious messages or the conscious direct messages. So they may even say it is look, don't get serious about this. It's not going to uh, help you in life. You're not going to make a lot of money from it. We really want you to be like us and follow our, our value system. So most children will tend to conform to their parents' value systems at a young age. Some will rebel by the way, but most will tend to conform. And in that conformity, they have to get rid of who they really are. Okay. Because who they really are will get them rejected or they'll feel that they won't get the acceptance from the family dynamic who have a completely different value systems. So perfect one again, is this art? The child can be born with a real depth of artistic insight and a desire to share that. And because of that conditioning, it gets knocked out of them and they'll start to follow their parents' path. Now at that point, they're being set up already for a deeply unfulfilling life because every uh, self-actualization path that you reject to conform means that you're losing a power, a gift. You're losing a power and a gift, your power and your gift. When you do that to comply, and this is often unconscious, no one knows it's actually happening to them. It's just part of the indoctrination process within family environments. You're, you're losing your medicine and shamanistic traditions. They talk about medicine. Medicine could be music. Medicine can be anything that uplifts your spirit and helps heal you. So you're losing your own medicine. The very thing that gives you the juice and drive and desire in, in life. So as an example, for me with surfing, I've surfed in my life and yes, everyone can see that the act of surfing must be fun, but there's something more there. So just going there is a medicine to me. It gives me a, a power. Uh, doing business is, is a, about assisting me to surf more, right? Cause if I had, if I had to work all the time from nine to five and there's a good swell, I can't do it. So when you honor what's true for you, you tend to shape a different life, but often that will mean having to be willing to be rejected by those people that want you to comply to their value structure. This takes me to the next point. School systems are designed to turn people into assets for the capitalistic system. They're not designed. No one goes to school. Maybe it's changed now, but certainly, you know, over the, I talk about this a lot and I've never had anyone tell me it's any different. No one goes to school and they sit you down, they look in your eyes and do psychometric profiling and go, you know, who are you? What's really unique and interesting about you? What's your passions? What's your most successful career path likely to be? And successful means not only being able to make decent money, contribute, have fun, but something that's truly meaningful and joyful for that person. School systems don't do that. And if you ever watched the webinar I did about how rich people think, you'll see why. Because school systems are set up to turn people into cogs to fit into the capitalistic system. There's huge pressure not to think in society. Uh, the, you can really see this being played out. I'm going to do some uh, uh, live webcasts on this. Between liberal or left-wing or you know, conservative right-wing thinking on the planet, people are stuck in ideologies. It's just madness. 
their inability to think and their emotional reactions when someone sets up a, a different viewpoint. Uh, it's a real problem on the planet. Uh, lefty liberals, I, I consider myself a liberal, not able to think critically, just jumping to, to emotional responses when, the, say, the right-wing conservatives say anything, and same thing with the right-wing conservatives, just triggered by what a liberal would say, a left-wing person. I'm talking about liberal party, by the way, liberal left-wing thinking. And again, not thinking. So the world itself is really set up to, to, for people not to think. Entertainment, TV, computer games, all these things numb us out. I'm not against those things, by the way. But if they're used unwisely, they're going to numb you out, stop you thinking. And self-actualizing means that you've got to get really real with yourself about what you love, what you like, what, what kind of world you want to create, all those deep and meaningful questions. So thinking is really important. Not being taught to understand self, emotions, intellect, and subpersonalities, the separate parts that make up the personality. I mean, I think this is absolutely ludicrous. When I go to school, I wish that I'd been taught from day one how to observe myself and see all these different personalities and all these different parts. And, and I would have loved to have known about the shadow at an earlier age. Okay, so as an example, Perry, here, see, so you've got these loving parts. And these loving parts help you create this and do this. But Perry, you've also got these aggressive parts and these aggressive parts. Don't be ashamed of them, Perry. Just look at them. They're really, they're going to really help you in this way. But if you don't manage them, they'll, they'll take your life down because of this. You didn't get taught stuff like that. Amazing if we got stuff taught like that. Oh, Perry, you've got a subpersonality that really, really, really loves um, being outside and in the ocean and, and, and having a connection to the earth. And Perry, you also have a subpersonality that loves doing business. They're absolutely polar opposite of that. If I'd learned that stuff, I would have had a deep emotional awareness. I would have a deep understanding of how to work and use this body mind effectively and properly. In Maslow, so just quickly, we should go back to this. Um, a, a guy called Maslow was the first person to coin this self-actualization. He actually created a map with it. And you're going to see a document in the link down below that you're going to get access to. It was a bit of a cheat sheet with this podcast because, and you'll, you can go to his wiki. So it's Abraham Maslow. Now, a lot of aspects of, of his theory um, have been critiqued, criticized, and some of the critiques and criticized I agree with. However, I know for a fact that the self-actualization path does exist. Um, but he thought that one of the biggest blocks of self-actualization, and this also could have something to do with the era that he came up with this theory, which I think was in the 1940s or something like that. But the basic concept was that you couldn't self-actualize until certain needs were met. So those needs were safety, meaning food, uh, a roof over your head. I think the next layer was, um, the sense of, of, of belonging. So once you've got your love life and your family life sorted out um, and then money, financial, like psychological needs. And he's, he basically said that, look, unless those things were dealt with first, a person wouldn't self-actualize because that would, those things would absorb uh, the, the person's attention. Now there is some truth in that, but it's not true. I'll explain why in a second. And he said that when people were stuck in the lower levels there where they, you know, with concerns about safety, having enough food, money, housing, and belonging, he said that there was a wounding went on within the psyche. And yes, I, I would agree with that. There is some wounding in, until certain things are fulfilled. And you can look at the document and see what his perspective of wounding was. However, 
is not true. And I know it's not true because you can be poor, struggling and still self-actualize. So I know for me that a lot of my uh, original needs weren't met, not until I got older, but I was self-actualizing from the age of 17, actually 17. Exactly. I got into this path and I had very difficult times growing up. Um, and those difficult times did absorb my attention and my time. I had to get money. I had to, to, to make sure I could survive you know, all those normal things. However, in that was still the dedication to uh, self-actualize and in the self-actualization process, using what I found out and understood and, and through honoring my gifts, self-actualization actually became the path for me to actually earn income. The biggest reason that I see for, for a lot of uh, clients that we work with is you can never enter your self-actualization path path if you are predominantly a thinking person so thinking people and i'll get clear about this thinking people are people that are stuck in their head stuck in their analyzer subpersonality so our analyzer and the analyzer is really important if i'm uh, doing something within business i'm putting a deal together <laughs> like uh, people don't realize this but i do a lot of strategic work with business owners it, it requires an adaptability to logically analyze strengths weaknesses and threats around a strategy so that's where my analyzer and logical subpersonality becomes really really valid and important because it can work through problems now the analyzer or the logical part of our brain or mind it's it's a threat reduction mechanism. We have it because we're constantly looking for threat. Where's the threat? If we do this, where's the threat? If we do that, where's the threat? If we do this, how can we get what we want? Because that's the other thing. It's a threat reduction mechanism to try to help us get what we want. So if we want that, how do, how do we get that? What do we have to do? What are the logical steps to do it? However, most people have been trained to be stuck in the logic, not understand their emotions. So we would consider them low in emotional intelligence. Uh, if you remember Spock, Spock could analyze, but he couldn't feel. To access and, and to connect to your self-actualization path, you have to feel because the analyzer or the logical part of your brain can't tell you, can't tell you what your self-actualization path is. It can't, that's not its job. Its job is to help you uh, solve and, and, and protect yourself from threats and help you get what you want. It doesn't know what you want and it can never tell you what you want because it's just a logical input output machine. It doesn't feel, it doesn't have intuitive insights. It doesn't have depth of access to the deep soul of the psychology within you. Okay. It doesn't have that ability. So people that are shut in their head, cut off from their feelings, huge disadvantage. Uh, when we work with those clients, our first job is to shift them out of thinking and, and get them to know more about what's happening on an emotional level. My intellect can't tell me my path. What tells me my path is my emotional stance. I feel right. I feel good. I feel inspired. Those things tell me when I'm on my self-actualization path. The logical analytical ability can't, doesn't have that ability. 
oftentimes we see the logic as a block because the logic knows that if you truly answer what you really want, that your whole life's going to change. Your whole life's going to change. Okay. So, so the logic often doesn't want you to be truthful because the answer might be, well, I got to leave my wife because what I really want is such and such, or uh, I'm going to have to stop doing this job that I really hate and it's uninspiring, but I'm afraid and scared. So I won't really answer that uh, question because I know that what I really want to do is uh, go and work in a completely different industry, something that inspires me and loves me. And if I do that, I'm going to have to leave that job and I'm going to feel really threatened and scared. So we see that all the time when working with clients. Now we're sort of going to go a bit deeper with this in the sense of how it works because we all are born with gifts and callings. And as I've said, there are reasons why people become disconnected from them, can't feel them, don't know them, get stuck in their head. And they haven't been taught processes how to really understand themselves, to have deep emotional awareness, which is what is required to connect to your passion, your mojo, your juice, your joy, which leads you into your self-actualization path. We love some of those shows on TV where we see people singing, you know, the competitions. And we love them because the, we see these people we know they're answering a deep desire to express their creativity as a singer. And we see them on TV going from week to week and we see how their egos are confronted. We see the crippling person who's just crippled by self, low self-esteem. She's got an amazing voice, but her, her self-esteem says, I'm no good and they're going to reject me and I can't do this. And we watch these people's journey through this process and through that process, you know, it might be, within three weeks, six weeks, two months, we see these people blossom. They're singing, singing on stage in front of those cameras. And because they've confronted that and stayed true to their calling to express their creativity and they're starting to get this positive feedback, it starts to override those belief structures and, and limiting behaviors and feelings that were stopping them um, that we saw them being crippled with on camera. And so you're actually watching a person evolve and transform right in front of you. But the reasons that we love that is we see the authenticity in it. Something in us knows that, wow, yeah, they're, they're living out their gift and it's pushing them right up against their psychological wounds, their psychological weaknesses. And we, as, as humans, because it's called the hero's journey, we respond to that. We go, we see that person following their gifts, willing to confront the weaknesses and wounds of their ego structure. And we get pulled into that because we know deeply something in us is calling us to do that. And when we're not doing it, we feel flat, restricted. We just know we're not living the right life for us. As a business person or investor, the reason it's really important to self-actualize is that first of all, a lot of the people that we, we would come across do not have a strong enough why. When you are moving in a self-actualizing path, you've gone inward. And so you know, so inward means bringing awareness inside and really understanding yourself deeply. It's a very hard thing to explain, but if you do that, you receive intuitive insights. You also start to connect to deeper feelings and, and parts of 
your personality you may not have known existed. And these parts hold um, your calling. So as you start to access them, you start to actually access your gifts, the things that you're naturally good at. So, and not only that, you also start to access your why. So as an example, as, as someone that's on a self-actualization path, I have really strong goals for the next three or four years based on that self-actualization path. There are, I have a burning desire to create that. I have a burning desire to make that happen. So there's a lot of emotional passion and purpose engagement in that. Now, because of that desire and drive, I have a lot of energy assisting me as passion and purpose energy assisting me when I'm challenged. So my why is strong enough to push against the uncomfortableness of change and challenge within my ego structure. That's the first thing. When things get challenging out there, my desire and drive uh, keeps me going. When someone that didn't have that desire and drive that was based on self-actualization and purpose and mission will tend to be controlled by fear or, or, or self-doubt and they, they won't take that necessary uh, step or energy or action to overcome those problems and get where they need to go, where they want to go. So that whole process of coming within, finding out what your purpose and mission is, which is a self-actualization past, what your gifts are, because the gifts that you have will always coincide with your mission and purpose. So you start to create and become powerful the moment you do that, not only just by connecting with your purpose and mission, but then you've got to honor your gifts. Okay. No one's given a, a path without the gifts to assist them to get there. So then you're nurturing and honing your gifts. So you become very good at what you do. People see that people can feel that. The other thing that's important about this path is you know yourself, you are constantly confronting your deepest limiting patterns and beliefs. And therefore you become a person who evolves. That gives you power as a business person or investor. And just through that very act of having a self-actualization path where you've got a mission and, and honoring your gifts in support of that mission and purpose, and then having to confront, identify and transform the belief structures or manage the belief structures and behaviors that are afraid, self-doubt, limiting belief systems that are trying to stop you from doing that because that's what goes on. Just that very act means that you become a very deeply insightful person about yourself. And, and over time, old behaviors, old stuck belief systems have dropped away and you've evolved and, and, and grown. So you, you don't keep repeating mistakes. You keep evolving and growing because you, you're moving past those stuck patterns. That's an absolute other power. And because of that, you tend to become, again, good at what you do. Because if you really look at, at, at limiting beliefs and behaviors, they always knock you out of your potential. They always knock you out of your gift set. So once they're removed and you're fully on your gift set, you, you just become very powerful in the way that you're going to run your business, the way that you're going to be as a person, the way that you're going to be as an investor. Anyway, that's sort of self-actualization in a nutshell. Um, if you love this, share this video or podcast, depending on how you consume it with others. 
and do your best to get into the self-actualization path. There's two ways that we certainly help people. If you're interested, uh, just book a coach chat with us and you'll have a chat to me and one of my coaches and we'll quickly help you see where you're blocked. Give a little glimpse and insight to your potential path. Uh, that's complimentary. So there's no risk in that at all. We also run a workshop called the Profit Breakthrough Workshop for business owners and investors. And a big part of that, of course, is helping them see their restricted limiting uh, financial beliefs, uh, the, the beliefs in unconscious behaviors that are undermining their personal power ability to create what they want financially in business or as an investor. Um, but also we look at their gifts and help them understand what that path is. Uh, that's uh, usually around $300 that it's four hours. We only have four people in that workshop. It's a really amazing workshop. As you know, we read people. We're very quick in being able to see what a person's patterns are and what their life path are. So you don't get these kind of opportunities very often for people in a workshop think about the last workshop you went to you don't get personal attention the profit breakthrough workshops designed to give you absolute uh attention as an individual so four people over three hours we cover off anyway i'll put some links below if you're interested in the coach chat or profit breakthrough get on board and we'll see what we can do to help you thanks i hope you enjoyed the video or podcast depending on how you're consuming it and I will see you in approximately a week's time with another one. Thank you. See ya.